You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, boss, and welcome back to the podcast. I recently sat down with Paul Seidel, who is the resident super guide over at Gig Super, and this is such a refreshingly approachable conversation when it comes to superannuation. There is a massive gap that exists between PAYG employees and small business owners here in Australia when it comes to safeguarding your financial security in your retirement years. I know that you're going to find this conversation really helpful and there'll be lots of things that you'll be able to take away and think about and consider for yourself. So I hope you stay tuned throughout the whole conversation because lots of value is given right up to the very end. Hello, Paul. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. No, thank you so much for having me, Christy. It's so great to be here. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, me too. I think this is such an underrated conversation and that's why I wanted to bring this to the show and I'm really excited for the insights that you're going to share with our boss who's listening today. So first of all, let's start with maybe if you'd like to introduce yourself and the business. I'm Paul Seidel and I am the resident super guide at Gig Super and we are Australia's only super fund specially designed for self-employed people. Um, So it is our mission to help educate as many self-employed people in regards to superannuation and their retirement savings to arm them with as much information as possible so they can make the best decisions for themselves and to hopefully help them start saving. And we do that through, you know, automation technology and speaking their language. So that's a bit of Gig Super in a quick nutshell, but uh, I'll go a bit more in depth into us a bit I love later. that. I love a nutshell. I'm all about the succinct here. <laughs> so, Paul, I know before you want to get into the conversation, there is some legality that we want to cover. So did you want to just touch on that firstly? Yes, thank you so much. So just want to say anything said in this podcast is, of course, of general advice nature only. If you do need further financial advice, I do suggest you seek a financial advisor or accountant. Thank you so much for that. All right, let's pull out the elephant in the room. You know, obviously a lot of sole traders who are, who are not yet a company, they're not employed by their business, in which case why should they pay themselves super if they don't technically have to? Yeah, that's an awesome question. And we completely understand the gig super, why self-employed people just put this on the back burner straight away. You know, you're in the midst of building your business. You want to grow it. You know, lots of, you know, small businesses want to upscale and, you know, grow very quickly. And we see that there's a bit of a flight or fight mentality and that, you know, you get your money in, you pay, you know, some of those bills that you have to straight away. And super is always the last thing on the list or not even on the list at all. But we're trying to flip that mentality and kind of say to self-employed people, all that hard work and effort you're putting in, you need to reward your future self for that. Because at the end of the day, superannuation is your reward when you cross the retirement finish line. It's it's very hard for us to see, you know, retirement at all because, you know, we can't see our future self. But that superannuation, that lump sum at the end, that is your reward for, you know, your day in, day out toils, your struggles, your victories. You need to see that as that is your end goal and that's your reward. That's what's going to carry you 
off into retirement. So we just really want self-employed people to start thinking about rewarding themselves and start thinking that their time and energy and, you know, creativity and passions need to be rewarded because unfortunately no one else is rewarding them for that. That's as if I can get something across to self-employed people, that's my numero uno (laughs) uno line to start rewarding yourself. I think something that you mentioned there that's really relevant is that when you're a business owner, you're trying to navigate all of those expenses and it's hard to almost see beyond that P&L that you're experiencing right now. But it's almost like what you said is, is that it's difficult to imagine our future self. But if we, if we were to say, imagine that future self, let's, let's play a little game here. Imagine that person who doesn't invest in their superannuation and they get to retirement years. And that may feel such a long way off if you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, but what would that look like if you have no, no superannuation or very little superannuation because you haven't invested in it today? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Well, more specifically for self-employed people, the statistics from the Australian superannuation um, funds association have said self-employed people are on average expected to retire with 50% less than their employed counterparts. Self-employed women are even more worse off who are expected to retire with 70% less than their employed male counterparts. So once you get to retirement, you are already so far behind the game with everybody else who has reached that end goal as well. And then once you get to that point, unfortunately, you know, it was expected women are supposed to end on with 83,000. And men, it was around 140,000. So you have to see that that's unsustainable. If you say retire at 67, some people, you know, might live for another 30 years. That money's going to run out very quickly. Um, Being an ex-financial advisor, I had clients come to me, you know, who were self-employed at that 67 mark said, you know, what can you do for me? And it just broke my heart because I couldn't, I couldn't advise them. I couldn't help them properly because that money wasn't going to last very long with all the you know, help that I could give them. So all that they'd be relying on is the age pension. So to circle back to your question, that's pretty much the, the retirement life that a lot of self-employed people are looking to face is relying on the age pension. But we're also seeing a lot of, I don't want to scare people on this podcast, but there's, there's going to be a lot of that hidden homelessness that we're seeing. You know, women are being more worse off, you know, in the superannuation environment. And we're seeing women living in cars, you know, couch surfing. It's that hidden kind of homelessness that that kind of comes with not investing in superannuation. And we, we're really trying to close that gap. And that's why we're trying to get out there and push that education, because we don't want to see that gap widen even, even further for self-employed people. That sounds pretty grim. And it's not about scaremongering. It's about reality of facts. No. And I think what's really important of what you said is that it's too late when you get there. And so if you're sitting and you're listening to this podcast now and you're not investing in your super, you can do something about that today and you can actually, you know, change the course of of your future by really taking this seriously. So the other thing that I was thinking about is there's such a big push in the entrepreneurial and online business space to have these six-figure incomes and and whatnot. And that's all great if that's today. And, and yes, of course, we're all thinking about what we need to do today. And, you know, in my life, it's renovating my home and putting my children through high school fees and whatnot. But the reality is, is that if you're if you're only focusing on that revenue figure or that income figure today and not thinking about the future 
Retiring with $83,000 doesn't paint that very luxe lifestyle into the retirement years. And let's face it, with all of modern medicine and longevity and things like that, we're still super active well into our 70s and 80s. So we want to enjoy those retirement years as much as enjoying our life today. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly right. And a lot. we've also had conversations with people saying, oh, when I get to retirement, you know, I'll just sell my business. That's all well and good if you think that that's going to happen. But a lot of the cases that might not happen, a lot of the times people are the business. You know, unfortunately, you can't sell yourself as much as, you know, you'd like to at the at the end of the journey. So super has to also be seen as kind of your own retirement insurance policy. You know, you're banking on yourself. You've banked on yourself for, you know, your work life. That's the reward that you need to bank on on for the rest of your retirement. So kind of trying to, it's good that we're trying to shift that a little bit of that mentality as well. Definitely awareness is a big part of this, I think. Yeah, huge, huge. So for the boss who's listening, who's not yet paying themselves super, or in fact, even the person that is paying themselves super, what do you think is the ideal amount that you should be paying? Obviously the 10% is the government rate at the moment. What would you say is the best amount? I love this question, Christy, because Just like every single snowflake that drops from the sky, no self-employed person is the same and there is no exact answer for anybody. You're right, that government mandated 10% super, that's an amazing target. But like you were saying before, sometimes super is not even on people's radars. And if we come to them saying, hey, start putting 10% of what you earn into super, how many self-employed people would just be like, yeah, good one. There's no chance I'm doing that. That's impossible. And I don't want to say it's impossible, but what I do want to say, the best thing that I can say is start with a minimum of $10 a week. That is two cups of coffee in majority of cities around, around the state. That is a small target. And why I say $10 a week is because it starts to teach people that super is attainable, super is easy to do, and you can do it with any amount. You could even do it with $1, Christy. It's not the fact of that symbolic dollar. It's a fact of actually doing it. Because if somebody's not putting money into super, all that things that we hear about fees, performance, it means nothing if no money is going in. So we want to try and push across the fact that $10 is so powerful in the long run, um, it's much more than you think um, just putting that $10 in. Some people will say, you know, oh, $10 isn't going to get me anywhere, but it really does in the long run. It's so powerful. So start with the $10 a week, start saving that weekly, we do suggest. And then as you get used to saving for super, you can increase that as you go along. You know, you know, um, self-employed people have some really good weeks. Others have some, you know, really you know, hard weeks where you might need to pay for new equipment or bring on staff for some events. So we don't want super to be a massive burden for people. We want it to be as flexible as as they as they need it. So as long as you don't stop saving that minimum of ten dollars, um, we do suggest that that's a great start just to keep that momentum going, keep you on track. Because yeah, your future self will definitely definitely thank you for that because it's. Something is better than nothing is is one of the big things I'm trying to say. Agreed. And I think the, the amazing thing about superannuation is the cumulative effect. So especially for someone who's younger, say, let's say in their 20s, $10 a week would, would actually have a huge impact. Would you say that in an ideal world, should that shift in your 30s? And for me, I'm approaching 43. Would you say that $10 a week is suffice as you get older? Yeah, that's a great question. Again, what I, I want to just say to, to yourself or anybody listening is that you need to do what's comfortable for you. You shouldn't have to like just have the burden of super, make it be mandatory for yourself. Of course, I would love, you know, everybody listening to put 
as much money as they can into super and what they feel comfortable with. But, you know, every person's circumstance and situation is different. Um, you need to make it work for yourself. So we've got, you know, members who are at every single stage of their lives and, and we can see that they are all doing it unique to their own journey and what's comfortable for them. Um, because, you know, sometimes I, I, just that 10% is, is, a bit, is a bit hard to reach. Of course, that's an excellent, amazing goal. And I would, you know, of course, implore any self-employed person to, to do that 10% um, and incorporate it into your pricing and, you know, have that conversation. You know, say if you don't have it in your pricing yet, you know, don't be scared to put that in there because, you know, a lot of us, uh, what we've seen self-employed people, they are scared to up their price and they are scared, you know, they might lose a client because, you know, if their fees go up that much. But a lot of the feedback that we've got when people have incorporated it into their pricing is that a lot of them didn't even flinch. I think we work it up, we build it up a little bit that we're scared, you know, what the end result's going to be. But if you can slowly start to up it in your pricing, like say year by year, year on financial year, um, we're seeing a lot of members take that route as well. So, you know, just up at 1% a year here and there. So it's not really a big effect on their end price and their end fees, but that's definitely a route that, that some of our members have taken. So although I can't give you a specific amount, Christy, as much as I'd like to, um, I, I do. there's some tips and tricks along the way to, to start to incorporate it. Yeah, I love that. It's really about what's going to work for the individual is what I'm hearing there. And something is better than nothing for sure. So I think I've seen somewhere on the website that you have a pricing tool because I think that that's something that's really relevant to the person who's listening today that maybe hasn't incorporated the superannuation into their pricing. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so Geek Super, you know, it is our main goal to help self-employed people and small businesses as much as we can. So we try and give as many resources as possible and the pricing calculator is one of them. So it's a really simple, you know, um, Excel spreadsheet that we formatted and we've put all, you know, the formulas in for you. So you put in, you know, all your balance sheets are and then it spits out, you know, a price for you for you to charge your hourly time. So we found, you know, a lot of people getting into business, they, they don't, you know, value their time as well as they should. And this gives you a really good benchmark, you know, to, to start to price yourself properly. We've got that available for download as well. And I can also send it to you, Christy, if you want to pass it out to your Absolutely. Well. we'll definitely be linking that in the show notes to make that nice and easy. So thank you so much for that. So I know even from my own experience, I love watching that super balance go up and I love, I love it. It's almost becomes a bit of an addictive thing is, is that when you see that. So I think that there is that, you mentioned before the word momentum that comes through when you do start to invest in your superannuation. And I think what was really speaking out to me in what you've shared today is definitely the, the impacts for small business owners, but in particular female and women in business and, and then how much worse off they are than their male counterparts. So I would love to hear a little bit about, again, for someone who's not necessarily investing in their super or someone perhaps who's not actually happy with the superannuation fund that they do have, how is it that Gig Super can support them? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, so through Gig Super, we've tried to completely simplify the superannuation environment. You know, out there in the super world, nobody's really explaining to small business owners how super actually works. So we tried to uncover the lid and show exactly what happens, but how to make it as easy as possible to contribute to super. So in traditional super lands for, you know, they're mostly designed for employees. So we've, you know, kind of gone the complete opposite route and designed it specifically for self-employed people. So it's kind of a new category of super. And so what that means instead of, you know, the traditional super funds, somebody's paying 
employee super on their behalf. They're also automatic. They're doing the tax deductions for them on their side. But, you know, you tell a self-employed person to do that on their own after, you know, figuring out their own business structures, how, you know, to operate their own businesses, their own P&Ls, their own tax structures, you know, they're just going to turn around and say, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it. So what we found is we've tried through, we've created this system through automation and breaking down the language has, you know, made our members thrive. And some of our member outcomes are so incredible. When you actually sign up with GeekSuper, you get two accounts. You get a GeekSuper Saver account and a GeekSuper Super account. And that Saver account is what makes the whole system so unique because um, you set up your weekly savings to the Saver account. And then you designate how much you actually want to go across to Super every quarter. So we've got something called a buffer amount. So everything over your buffer gets swept across to Super automatically every single time um, the quarterly contribution occurs. So again, you don't have to do anything. And then that contribution can be stamped saying if you want to claim it as a tax deduction or not as well in some cases. And that tax deduction is what is so powerful. So that one can get you your increased tax return at the end of the year as well. But then you're also, you know, getting that money into superannuation at the same time. So you're rewarding yourself in the short term and in the long term. So that's opposed to, you know, traditional superannuation funds where, you know, you have to manually make that contribution to super. You have to follow them up asking if they received it. You have to get a receipt. Then you have to fill out that complex ATO notice of intention to claim form yourself. Then you have to send it in yourself. Then you have to get that receipt. And then that receipt you have to send to your accountant. With us, we completely throw away those seven steps, seven, eight steps, and just let you guys get back to doing what you love. And we take care of that messy finance side on our end. So that's where we've seen, we've given our members as much, you know, ease to do this as possible. Because like you said, self-employed people don't have a lot of time and they don't want to spend the free time they have figuring out complex superannuation and tax structures. So we thought that that was the best way to get it to help self-employed people in their savings journey. You're so right. Business owners are so busy. There is so much mental load that comes with running a business. And so it's almost like, you know, we put ourselves last as business owners. So what I really love about this is that you've just made it as simple as possible. The barrier to entry has been lowered. And in which case, you know, it does help those business owners who are wanting to invest in their future without all the ringmorole. And also what I really love about it is what you were saying is, is that you're rewarding yourself in the short term as well as in the long term. Now I'd love to switch gears a little bit. I think we've, I think, I think our business owner has has got the importance of it, and we're gonna sh- we're gonna share all the details in the show notes for them to go in and check you guys out and see if that that's right for them. I'd love to hear. So Gig Super, how long have you guys been around for now? Well, the our founders have been around for quite a few years now. I think it's they've been around for three years. You know, building it in the background, but it was officially launched last year. It was actually launched last year as soon as COVID hit. So it wasn't a great time, but it still went ahead. And yeah, it is growing very quickly. So I'd love to hear, has there been any major lessons or insights that have been garnered? Obviously, given the business has been going for three years and out there into the marketplace for 12 months, I'd love to hear any insights that you guys have got over this time. Yeah, no, that's definitely a great one. What we've garnered, I guess, and what we've all learned as a team is that the team is so hyper-focused on delivering outcomes for members. And we want to change the game on superannuation. And we want to make people's retirements so much better than what they ever could be. And putting that passion into into Gig Super has actually, you know, come tenfold because we've attracted a community 
that gets the message, that needs it and understands the product. But that was only possible through every single person in the team being their authentic self and not, you know, trying to be something they're not and create something that nobody needs. Everyone had this really great end goal and sees this vision of, you know, our idealistic future for people where they saw that there was a gap for, for many Australians, for nearly 2.2 million Australians who are self-employed, that we didn't want to let them slip through the cracks. And, you know, I never thought it'd be possible to find a group of people who were just as passionate and nerdy about superannuation as I did, because when I was an advisor, I couldn't help people at that end retirement part. And I felt horrible. So when I saw I could help people at the beginning of their journey, you know, that's what gravitated me towards. And that's what a lot of the team, you know, aspires to do. So I think the biggest business thing that I could I could possibly say right now is to just be completely yourself because that's when you'll find your community, your people, you know, your members who who are attracted to that and who see that and who see you as an authentic person. I think that's so important this day and age because you know we are we are all you know on socials and and we can see through people who aren't you know as genuine as they seem to be pretty quickly. And people, you know, don't necessarily like that. And of course, you know, we don't like people who we think we're kind of, you know, not trusting. And especially in financial services, it's had such a rough trot in the past couple of years. It's, you know, developing this, this, you know, company that people can trust, can rely on and can, you know, call upon if they need. I like to say that we've become people's annoying, like second cousin that they see in Christmas you can call them if you need, but you'll definitely get to see them at Christmas time. So that's what we like to be. We like to be that person who's a constant in your life and there if you need them, but not necessarily always there at your doorstep every day. So <laughs> if I'm not going to describe us in the community, but that's worked tenfold for us. And we've really gravitated towards partners, towards our members who are all along the same page as us because we've just tried to be completely genuine and authentic. Yeah, there's a lot there that I would actually just love to pull out and summarize for the person who's listening because I think that there's, you know, definitely things that we can all take away from that. So the things that I made notes around is that you're personally driven by purpose and I'm sure the founders are as well. And what I really loved is that you're leveraging that experience that you had with the person who's looking to retire and then trying to find that solution at the beginning of the journey because you couldn't help them at the beginning. So that purpose-fueled action is powerful. That almost links into my second point that I made a note about, which is around authenticity. Authenticity in the online business world is important. And I think to what you said before is, is that it's very easy to see through that when, when you're not being authentic to yourself. And then that links in with what you said around trust and being trustworthy. And obviously in an industry like financial services, that is absolutely imperative. It is for all actually trust is one of my personal values. The other thing that I really loved what you said is that you're really focused on outcomes for members and really helping for that transformation, being part of that solution and speaking their language and then linking into the community. I mean, you guys do a fantastic job on social media. So if anyone's listening to this and, and they're not following Gig Super, jump over to their Instagram account. I'll tag that also in the show notes. It's always fun and bright and vibrant, and but it's also still relevant. Lots of great advice in this space as well. So yeah, lots of good stuff there that anyone who's listening can pull out and actually think about and consider in their business. So thank you so much today, Paul, for sharing all your knowledge and all your expertise and really getting people thinking about where to super fit into their business and their financials and things like that. Where can we find you? We'll link everything in the show notes, but tell us a little bit about that. If you have any questions about superannuation at all, you can email me at my email address. It's paul at gigsuper.com.au. 
Or you can also follow my own Geek Super Instagram page. It's GeekSuperGuide underscore Paul. Yeah, I also post, you know, finance tips, try and do some memes as well. But everything that you see on the Insta pages is exactly what you see under the hood. I feel like the team is just replicated on the Instagram page. So (laughs) it's pretty awesome. So yeah, definitely find me at those two places. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I've enjoyed this conversation so much. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. And to you, boss, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. I hope there were some pieces in here that has given you some food for thought when it comes to yourself and your own retirement years. Please do go and check out Gig Super and follow Paul's account. I'm sure you two will really enjoy the content that they create over there. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining us and I look forward to chatting to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review. And if you're not already doing so, connect with me over on Instagram. My handle is Christy Robinson underscore consulting. And listen up. If you're keen to learn more about how I can support you to run your business like a boss, check out the website, christyrobinson.com.au. Thanks again. And I look forward to chatting with you next time.